Welcome to Powered, Powered by, by Magic, Magic, where we discuss topics surrounding magic and common or not so common questions. Let's take this journey together. Hi, I'm Tatiana. And I'm Sylvia. And we're coming to you from Eugene, Oregon. We invite you to conjure up a broom and ride with us. This week's episode is Earth, the Dark Moon, and some fun activities. Yay! <laughs> always love doing our episodes have to admit that i just get so excited i know once the headphones come on it's business time and it's just great <laughs> we're still new and excited about this hopefully we'll always be excited about it just wanted to share that yeah hey how are you doing i'm doing really good i haven't been doing much i probably should be getting ready for maybon the thanksgiving yeah i've been playing lots and lots of league of legends I'm a gamer freak. What can I say? <laughs> That's great. I get to hear all about it and I enjoy that. <laughs> yes, she does. All the little minutia and stuff. <laughs> what about you? I've been doing really well. I've had a lot of traveling, going and seeing friends and actually had a friend come see me. I got to see my brother, which was exciting. And I, haven't I know seen you talked him. about it. Yeah, I haven't seen him in a few years. There is actually one thing that is challenging for me right now, and, and that is mm. that a, a very, very dear friend of mine is battling lung cancer, and mm. I am hanging on edge about her every moment, which unfortunately, I don't get a lot of information about how she's doing, but I did get a picture the other day from her. At least that was something. Yeah, that's something. I know you've been really, really having a hard time with this. Yeah, yeah favorite winter memory okay we're starting with winter yay let's start with you what was your favorite winter memory okay my favorite winter memory is when i was a little kid my family used to go up into the snow into the boonies the mountains and the, the woods we used to find hills to go down and and have a blast one of those times they decided to hook a inner tube to the back of the truck as they were going down the hill as we were leaving. I was the lucky one that drew the good straw and got to sit in the inner tube as we went down the hill. I had sunglasses on. I was covered from head to toe with, you know, snow gear and stuff. By the time we got down to the bottom of the hill, I was so covered in snow, all you could see was my sunglasses, and I looked like a snowman sitting on that inner tube. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I just get this visual of that. It's like a cartoon snowball. It, so, all <laughs> yeah. I see are hands and feet sticking yep. out. <laughs> yep, pretty much. And you? My fondest memories are of the snow falling in my backyard and seeing the icicles on the trees and on the telephone wires and the rooftops just dripping down mm. those are my fondest memories but I really thought about this and my favorite memories are of my girlfriend and I we would go through the woods that were behind our houses and look for places to make lean-tos so you could have a little shelter like as if we were really rugged woodsy people <laughs> and it was so much fun to take shelter in this lean-to that we would make and then go to on our own here and there or together also, there was a pond, a park called Lake Luanica. I think I've spoken about it before. We could walk to it from our houses and we would go ice skating on this pond. And it mm. was really quaint. They had these large shelters 
that had fireplaces in them. Which was really nice because after being cold and wet from ice skating, we could go in and just warm ourselves by this fire. Mm. It was a really traditional kind of experience, like one of the ones you would see in movies. Mm-hmm. And that's what I like to think about when I think about wintertime. That's lovely. I'd love to hear from anyone out there what your favorite winter memories are. You could either put it in our group Facebook or... Or you can find us on Twitter and tweet our name on there. Put your favorite memory. Yeah. Of course, you could uh, go on to any one of our podcast things and put your comment there. We would, again, love to see that. We would love to hear from you. Let's move into the meat of our podcast. Can we start with the god or goddess that you chose? Yeah. Today, we are, we're starting with Osiris, who is the god of the dead, fertility, afterlife, life, agriculture, and resurrection. This guy has quite a repertoire. His description is he's got green skin to represent his immortality. He holds a crook and a flail. He's been tracked back to like shepherds, the Nile Valley, like the southern part of it. It's possible that he was a real guy at one point. So holding a crook and flail, wears an Egyptian crown with ostrich feathers, and and his lower half is mummified. Oh. Yeah. His legs are all tied together and it's all mummified. Yeah. Oh. He rules over the land of the dead. That's his duty, main duty. He is the eldest son of the earth god Geb and the sky goddess Nut. Oh, and I forgot to say, he is the Egyptian god of the dead. He's brother of Isis, Set, Nephthys, and Horus the Elder. He's also the husband of Isis. And his son, Horus the Younger, was fathered after he died. Oh, We'll, fig- we'll, f- we'll figure this out once we get to the story here. Actually, here's the story. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so Osiris and Set were on either side of a conflict. Set was considered to be evil. Osiris, by that you know measure, good. He was actually, Osiris was actually caught and drowned by his brother Set and killed. His brother Set then cut the body all up and stuck the pieces in all different places that nobody could find them. Isis, Osiris's wife, took the time to search out each and every piece and put them back together. She used magic to bring him back to life for a short time and she had sex with him. That's how Horus the Younger came about. Horus the Younger, after being born, actually battled Osiris's brother Set and won and banished Set. Interesting facts. Osiris was associated with the pharaohs that had already passed on, whereas Horus, his son, was associated with the pharaohs that were currently ruling. Symbols are, again, the crook and flail, ostrich feathers, fish, and mummy gauze. Wow. You know, you guys only hear us, but you should see my facial expressions when she's reading this information because this is all new to me and I hear some of these <laughs> stories and I just go, huh? <laughs> you know, and 
I was thinking this time that on one of our other podcasts, we had this whole brother-sister thing going back and forth, good and evil, mm-hmm. and fighting each other. And just, it obviously, there's just seems like there's always gods and goddess fighting each other in these stories that you read. There's There's so much conflict, but... You know, as far as stories go, conflict is what makes them interesting. True. You wouldn't have a story without some sort of conflict. It's just these myths and legends and these stories are just full of it. Yeah. The poem today is by William Shakespeare. Ooh. It is called, That Time of Year Thou Mayest in Me Behold. That time of year thou mayest in me behold, when yellow leaves, or none, or few, do hang upon the boughs which shake against the cold, bare ruined choirs where late the sweet birds sang. In me thou seest the twilight of such day as after the sunset fadeth in the west, which by and by black night doth take away, death's second self that seals up all in rest. In thee Thou seest the glowing of such fire that on the ashes of his youth doth lie, as the deathbed whereon it must expire, consumed with that which it was nourished by. This thou perceivest, which makes thy love more strong, to love that well which thou must leave ere long. That is sonnet number 73. That's beautiful. And I did it. I did it without stumbling too much. Yeah, that was amazing. I, I practiced that so much, everybody. It was a tongue twister. Mm-hmm. Beautiful and a tongue twister for sure. Thanks. It took Tatiana quite a while to find this one. She looked all over and there was things that just weren't quite right, but that one finally came about. Now it's time to start with the correspondences for Earth this time. Yes, we're wrapping up all of our elementals, and today is Earth. Let's jump right in. The direction for Earth is north. It rules the body, growth, home, family, nature, birth, death, and silence. The time is midnight, and the season is winter. Colors are black, brown, gray, forest green. Places are caves and chasms, pits and mountains, groves and woods. The tools would be the pentacle and stone. The spirits are gnomes, dwarves, trolls. The sense is touch. Some jewels would be rock crystal, salt, dolomite, green quartz, also known as seraphus. I don't know that I'm saying that right. And flint. Incense would be storax and benzoin. Some plants would be ivy, oak, grains, mosses, comfrey, mullen, and mushrooms. The tree is oak. Some animals would be cows, stags, bears, wolves, owls, and all night creatures. Some goddesses, Kalma, which is Finnish, Hela, which is Nordic, Hecate, which is Greek, and Persephone, which is Greek. Some gods would be Hao Chi, quote unquote, Prince of Millet, and that's Chinese. Zetabur, which is Slavonic uh, or Russian. Merlin, which is Celtic, and Hades, which is Greek. The north wind is known as Boreas. Zodiac signs are Virgo, Taurus, Capricorn. The tarot suit is Pentacles. 
and Earth is to keep silent. Mm. To think about what one is doing and what one is, you know, about to do and reflection. Not, reflection. Thank you. <laughs> Brain not working. <laughs> Now Tatiana has um, written the invocation, and as always, I wait to hear with bated breath. <laughs> oh, thank you. So the invocation for Earth is, Ancient woods of moonlit night, sacred spirits of the Earth, I call you here, I ask you, come. Let my body embrace its purest form, and may my heart be ever home to all the wisdoms yet unknown. Let your silence bring me peace till the day I know is done. Ancient magic of earth untamed, I call you, come. Okay, Sylvia is here to step in and we're going to move on to the moon, which this time is our final phase, which is the dark moon or also known as new moon. Yes, I'm going to be calling it the dark moon just to keep things straight because that's what we generally call it being Wiccan and witches and just general, that's what we call it. The dark moon is a time of rest and rebirth. It's your breath upon the cold winter's air, a sip of hot chocolate. It's hot showers after a cold day and warm just out of the drier clothes. It's the clarity of a winter night staring at the twinkling stars with wonder. It's also the sadness of losing a loved one. Also, the seed in the ground resting, waiting for warmer days to come. It's the warmth of friends and family as well as the warmth of a fire. I love that. That's I always love when you just sort of paint the picture of the moon phase. and I, I always look forward to it. Mm, thank you. The dark moon is associated with earth, the strength of rock and the fertility of soil. Walk barefoot on the earth, rest and be energized. Animal associations are arctic foxes, weasels, bears, burrowing animals, dung beetles, centipedes, and all eldered creatures. Colors are black, gray, deep violet, forest green, brown, and all the darkest shades. The dark moon is associated with midnight, a time of rest, but also of divination. Persephone is the Greek goddess of the underworld. She will take you at your worst and help, as long as you're being truthful with her and yourself. Nyx is hard to pin down as the Roman deity of night, and there isn't much about her in the history books, but she was known to have an oracle. Come to Nyx if your path is dark and you need a little guidance. Morpheus, the Greek god of dreams, is good to go to when you have nightmares or need inspiration. Osiris would be a great deity to call upon for help in contacting ancestors. Yule and Imbolc are the associated holidays. Yule is a celebration of the shortest day of the year and to invite light back into the world. Yule is celebrated by a feast and burning of the Yule log. It's the Yule log is good luck and you usually hold a piece of the Yule log for next year to start the burning and that way you keep the cycle going from year to year. Okay, um, how is that? Relating to the moon in this cycle, is it because it's the time of newness as well? Or? Yeah, it's um, Yule is the dark time of the year in right. winter. 
it's getting ready for the new time, the sun to come back, the light to come back, which is also the dark moon, which is a time for waiting for the new light to come again. Right. Okay. I just want to make sure I understood. And I did know that a lot of that information, but I wanted to kind of clarify it, how it connected to the moon phase as well. Okay. So thank you for the clarification. No problem. In bulk is the celebration of what was many years ago, the beginning of lamb season and the return of milk to the diet. It's a celebration of coming spring and creativity. The dark moon is a time of rest. No spells should be done during the three days after it. Divination is a great activity to do during the rest of the time, when you aren't resting. We have now the portion of our show that we do activities. Yeah, the fun stuff. (laughs) I think a lot of people might be excited that in this particular episode, we are addressing money issues. Ooh. This activity that I provided is a money spell. It's earth magic, and it is something that I have myself used. It has been extremely successful for me. Mm. I did shorten it up a little bit to make it easier, but it's got the bulk of the idea in it. Yeah, it's the same same oomph to it. Yeah. The goal in this is to create sustainable prosperity and change the flow of income in harmony with the universe. The time to do this is during dawn, the waxing moon, and full moon, if possible also in the earlier part of the year. Tools are a five-pointed cookie cutter. Yes, you heard me correctly. You can find them. One large green glass candle, which will represent money and solidity. A malachite stone, which also represents money. A red marker or red fabric paint, and that will represent will and creativity. Some soil, which provides grounding. A vessel to hold the soil in. Chamomile flowers for calm and easy transition. Elderberry flowers or berries for change. Dragon's blood incense, if possible, intensifies the magic. Meditational or serene music and a chosen oak tree for strength. Hmm. The five-pointed cookie cutter, would that be a star or would that be something else? I've always envisioned it as a star myself. Um, okay. Sort of like the pentacle, representative ah. of earth and the pentacle and the, mm-hmm. that magic. So solidifying and, and really bringing that home. Okay, okay. Like a I magnifying just glass. Ask. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like a magnifying glass. Okay, so... Prepare your space as if to do a ritual. Set up an altar with all of your elemental tools. Place your materials in the center of the circle that you will be casting. Be sure you are in a place and time where you won't be interrupted. Also smudge the space and have music and incense already started. Begin by making sure you are also fully cleansed and smudged. Once this is done, sweep and cast your circle. Call in the elements while facing each elemental direction. You can use the elemental prayers previously given in our elemental podcasts, which is season one, episode four, five, six, and today's episode, or you can use ones of your own. Calling it from the heart is always a good way to do it. But if you need help, you can certainly look at what we've given you. Yeah. Now go to your supplies in the center of the circle and start by spreading your soil in the vessel 
and then place your star firmly in the dirt to the thickness of about one-third the height of your cookie cutter. Put the stone and some chamomile flowers in the dirt and set it aside. Now would that be inside the cookie cutter or outside the cookie cutter? The dirt? No, the, the stone and the chamomile flowers. Oh, sorry. Inside the cookie cutter. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Then take the candle and your red pen or paint and draw the runic symbol for Feu on the candle. While focusing on your goal, take a small amount of each of the following. Chamomile flowers, which in putting it in, you'll be thinking about peace and harmony. Elderberry for change and soil for growth. Adding it to the candle, but make sure it's not so much ingredients that it's going to cover the wick so that the wick can't burn. You have to make sure the wick can burn. And then begin to chant while moving your hands in a clockwise motion over the unlit candle. And be very clear about that, unlit. <laughs> you will be chanting the following. Harmony, change, foundation, prosperity. Constant, stable, prosperity, and harmony. And you will continue to chant that as you raise the cone of power. Now I'm going to interject right here because we haven't actually covered cones of power yet. When you do magic, you typically raise energy. And if you were able to see it, that energy would form a cone. So back to Tatiana. Oh, okay. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Once that cone is fully raised, push it down into the candle. That's all of your energy that you've just raised is going to go down into the candle. So your intention is really in there. Then take a moment of silence. When you're ready, light the candle, still keeping your intent very clear. Pour the melting wax into the previously set mold until it is thick enough to not be fragile when you later want to remove it. Once that's done, thank the elementals for their presence and open the circle. And you are pouring the wax inside of the candle, uh, of, I'm sorry, inside the five-pointed star. Okay, so clear. the cookie cutter, yeah. Yeah, inside that. Take the still-lit candle and place it in a safe place to burn as long as is safely possible. Set your mold aside on your altar or sacred space until the next full moon. On the full moon, remove the wax from the mold and bury it under an oak tree with the permission of the oak tree. Mm -hmm. Also, be sure to leave an offering and then say, If it be the will of the universe and in harmony with all, may the spell take root and grow, so mote it be. And the spell has now been cast. Excellent. I love it. So it's done over time, but mm -hmm. it gives it that time to really grow and get the strength it's going to need to do this very sustainable long-term gain of money not just yeah. something short which is the problem i was having as i was doing all these spells and i was always getting a return of something small then i would need the money again and have to do another spell whereas this one i was able to actually shift something big which was my where i was going with my job ah. and move to a completely different job that was really very sustainable for me oh excellent now i'm real excited you guys i normally do the second activity as well but today sylvia did the activity sylvia let's hear it this is a grounding activity also of earth it's very much centered around earth and the earth's energy and this is one i read a long time ago and i've used many times to help ground me when my brain is either going too fast 
or if I need a little burst of energy, this is great. You can do this sitting or standing, whatever works for you. This will be a visualization exercise. Start by relaxing your body as much as you can. Pay special attention to the tension in your neck, shoulders, and back. Imagine a tail of light slowly emerging from your tailbone and extending to the ground like a root looking for water. Once you visualize that root reaching into the earth, try to breathe slowly and deeply with your belly. As you breathe out, see your energy go down and out the root into the earth. Then breathe in and visualize the energy of the earth coming back up the root and mingling with your own energy. Do this for as long as you wish. When you are done, imagine the root slowly coming back and into your body. Enjoy the peaceful sensation that comes with this exercise. It's really great. Oh, it sounds really cool. I definitely should try this. And it almost feels like after I do that, I'm just going to want to lay back down on the ground and just totally chill out for a while. It, Yeah, it's really good. Now is time for Tatiana's tarot. I'm so excited. I love the tarot of the day. <laughs> it's always fun to see what she sees in the cards. Well, well thanks. Today's tarot is the Eight of Wands. The project has been started, but may require more insights. Passion and drive have brought this into being, and an inquisitorial nature is required. It is time to be studious, but also creative. Focus is needed because this might be a long road. It is speeding towards rewards, and you don't want to fall off along the way. In terms of what we've spoken about today, it may be that silence and grounding are needed before moving forward. Things will be moving quickly. Perhaps there is something that needs a firmer foundation before going further. On the other side, there may be too much creativity and inspiration going on and creating little squirrels in your mind. Try to find your center and balance. You'll need it. Sounds like that grounding exercise would be perfect there. Yeah, totally. Okay, guys, we have something exciting to announce. Today is our seventh podcast, and in celebrating the lucky number seven, we're doing a fun giveaway to our followers. If you leave a review about one of our podcasts up to today, within the next 10 days, you will be entered for a chance to win a Celtic Cross reading from one of us. There will be two winners chosen at random and announced on our Facebook group, Instagram, and Twitter. We look forward to hearing from you. We're really excited to do this, guys. Join us next episode. And please rate us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever else you found us. You know, also, you can come join us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We'd love to have you. Absolutely. Definitely trying to get that really going and some momentum behind it. And what we've had so far has been fantastic. It's really great. And we'd just love to have some more interaction with you guys. All right. I'm Tatiana saying goodbye for now. And I'm Sylvia saying so long and thank you for writing with us. This has been Powered by Magic. Magic.